you need them more than yesterday, if you need them more than ever before, amen, amen. As I'm about to call the man of God to this pulpit tonight, amen. Brother Hancock and his family are no strangers to this church, amen. As there's been many, many services recently that God has moved in a tremendous way, amen, based upon and due to the ministry of this great man. And I believe that he has a word from the Lord for us tonight. Amen. As I've been praying and seeking God today, and I've been expecting God to move in this service, and God has already begun to do a work in this place. Amen. And I'm just, I've just been asking God, speak a word into my life tonight. God, whatever you have from the man of God, Lord, it's for me. Amen. And if we go into the remainder of this service with an open heart and open mind, Amen. And with our hands lifted up and our hearts open, I believe that God has something great in store for us tonight. Amen. As he begins to come tonight, why don't we open up our mouths and begin to ask God to anoint our ears, to anoint our hearts, to receive his word tonight. God, we need you right now. God, we're asking in the name of Jesus that you would touch our minds, that you would touch our hearts. God, that you would touch our bodies today, God. God, I don't want to just be a hearer of your word, but I want to be a doer also, Lord. Uh, God, don't let your words fall upon deaf ears and numb hearts tonight, God. Uh, but God, I'm asking that it would begin to penetrate our souls tonight, Lord. Uh, God, use the man of God, God, to speak to us tonight, Lord. Uh, God, to speak a word into my life today. Uh, God, we need you, Lord. We worship you in this place tonight. Come on, let's love him together. Let's love him together. Come on, let's magnify him together. Let's exalt his name scripturally. It says let's ex exalt his name together. Let's do that right now. Come on, has he been good to you? Give him praise. Come on, has he been good to you? Give him praise. Has he made a way for you where there seemed to be no way? Come on, give him praise tonight. Anybody ever been healed? Set free. Come on, you ought to praise him. You ought to praise him. We love you, Jesus. Come on, if it had not been for the Lord. Come on, somebody say that. If it had not been for you, Jesus, where would I be? Come on, a good hand clap, a good shout. We love you, Jesus. Amen, amen, amen. Aren't you thankful to be in the house of God tonight? Amen. It is our honor to be here among you great people. hate the fact that brother and sister Dykes are not here. Um, why don't we just do that? Why don't we lift our hands? I know you already prayed for Sister Cox, but let's pray for Sister Cox one more time. And let's pray for the family right now. God knows. Let's pray that God would just fill that, the car with brother and sister Dykes right now, that God would fill the hospital room right now. Fill the homes right now with his presence right now. Come on, let's pray. God, we thank you, Lord, that you're an ever-present help in time of need. God, I'm asking you right now to reach your hand down. Come on, let's reach out to him right now. Reach your hand down right now, Jesus. Touch and move like only you can. God, comfort, heal. Move, Lord Jesus, on this situation right now, God. We give you praise. We thank you for peace that passes all understanding. We thank you. We know where our help comes from. Aren't you thankful there's a help? Aren't you thankful there's an anchor of the soul? Come on, God, be that right now to them. Touch them, Lord Jesus. We give you all the praise and honor. We love you. Amen, amen, amen. I'm, I'm uh, believing God to do a work. Amen. He is able. 
No matter what the situation is, he is able. You believe that? No matter what the situation is, he is able. So honored to be here tonight, be with my family as well, and and uh, all the regular customers. Is, <laughs> amen. I'm, I'm honored to be here tonight. And I just want to preach what the Lord laid on my heart. And if you'll help me, uh, we'll... We'll, we'll allow God to move, I think. Amen. Amen. Because if he don't move, we're in trouble, and I need his help right now. Job chapter 13 and verse 15. Very familiar. Matter of fact, I've mentioned it uh, last month or so in part of one of the messages I preached. But Job chapter 13, verse 15. Everybody knows it. Though he slay me, yet will I trust in him. But I will maintain my ways before him. I will maintain my ways before him. I'm going to preach by the help of the Lord tonight. The main thing is to maintain. Amen. The main thing is to maintain. Amen. Let's put down our Bibles, lift up our hands right now. God, we love you. We thank you for your word. We thank you for your anointing, God. I need it right now, Lord Jesus. I lack the wisdom. I don't have the ability, Lord God. I'm completely dependent upon you, Jesus. Come on, without you, Lord, we're nothing, God, but with you, with, with you working through us, Lord, we can do all things. I'm asking you to touch me. I'm asking you to anoint your people. God, anoint my mouth, anoint my mind, Lord. Speak to your people tonight. God, we give you all the praise and honor. We thank you, Lord Jesus. Come on, let's really reach out to him. We thank you, Lord Jesus. We love you, God. Move in this place tonight. One more time, everybody, give him a good hand clap of praise. Come on, add a little shout to that. I love you, Jesus. Come on, he's been good. He's been good. I thank you, Jesus. Amen. You can be seated tonight. Amen. The main thing is to keep or is to maintain. Amen. The main thing is to maintain. The word maintain in one of the dictionary apps I have says to keep in existence or continuance to preserve or retain. To keep in an appropriate condition, operation, or force. To maintain means to keep in a specified state, position, to affirm, to assert, to declare. To keep or hold against an attack or to maintain one's ground. To sustain or support. The captain of a ship looked into the dark night and saw a light in the distance. Immediately he told his signalman to send a message, alter your course 10 degrees south. He promptly received a reply, alter your course 10 degrees north. The furious captain sent another message, alter your course 10 degrees south. I am a captain. Soon after the reply was received, alter your course 10 degrees north. I am Seaman Third Class Jones. 
The captain sent a final message, alter your course 10 degrees south, I am a battleship. The reply was, alter your course 10 degrees north, I am a lighthouse. Life, it seems, has a way of making its demands, don't it? A report comes back and it's not what you expected. A job situation all of a sudden takes a turn you didn't plan for. Friends turn their back on you. A storm pops up out of nowhere. The death of a loved one. All these things are like this captain of this battleship demanding you to change your course. Shouting at you, intimidating you, demanding you that you should submit to its will. It's then, church, that we must stand firm. It's at that moment you button your coat, you brace yourself for the upcoming wave, and you boldly declare, I'm not moving. Amen, somebody. I have set my course. I am here to stay. I'm not backing up. I'm not letting go. I'm not getting out of the way. I'm not running away in fear. I'm not moving. Amen. I feel the Holy Ghost already on me. Amen. I want somebody to declare the word of the Lord tonight in your situation. I don't care what the enemy is telling you to do. I'm not moving. I don't care what the enemy is telling you to run to. You stand proud tonight and say, oh, no, I'm not moving. I'm not leaving this course. I'm staying the path that God has placed me and I will not back down. I will not turn around. I will not let go. I'm standing firm. Come on, somebody shout with me. I'm not moving. I'm not moving. I've come this far by faith. I've come this far trusting in God and he's never left me. He's never forsaken me. He's never dropped me off. He never forgot about me. It didn't work out like I thought it would at times, but God was with me. God was for me and I'm going to maintain I'm going to maintain amen Job 13 and 5 though he slay me we'll read it again yet I will trust in him I will maintain my own ways before him we all know the story of Job like I said I mentioned it a few weeks ago but as I dug deeper into this, it got a little bit more profound for me. That word maintain here in the Greek, and you probably won't hear me talk much Greek because I can't pronounce it. I can barely do English. But that word Greek in the, in the Greek is proistemi. Proistemi. It's the same word, though, Brother Williams, that's found in New Testament scriptures that admonish the husbands and spiritual leaders to rule their houses and those that are under them. So when I found that out, the Holy Ghost began to move on me. Let me preach to somebody to your situation right now. God expects you to rule over what the enemy tells you to run from. Oh, I thought I'd get a little bit better response out than that. I said, God makes, wants you to maintain. That means I'm going to rule over the situation. It's not going to dictate my faith. It's not going to tell me what I can and cannot do. It's not going to limit me. It's not going to back me up in a corner. It's not going to take me out. No, I am the deciding factor in my situation. I'm the one that dictates what happens. If God be for me, then who can be against me? I'm preaching to somebody right now. You are to rule over your situation. How? 
how do I do that? I maintain my ways. I set my course. I put my foot on the rock and say, I'm not moving. I'm not going anywhere. I'm maintaining. I'm staying put. I'm trusting in God. I'm ruling over my situation. Come on, somebody. I don't care what your finances look like right now. You start ruling over them. I don't care what the doctor says. You start ruling and say, oh, no, God said, his word said, I declare today to somebody, you need to start ruling over your situation. It can shout, change your course, all it wants to. It can rear its ugly head and say things aren't ever going to change. You might as well let go. You might as well leave. You might as well drop out. But I am ruling my situation. <laughs> Amen. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, we don't, we're not careful how we're going to answer you. Man, I feel, I feel boldness in the Holy Ghost tonight. I, I, we're not careful how we're going to answer you, King. If God wants us to die in the furnace, then we'll die in the furnace. If not, we're going to survive. But one thing's for sure, I'm not bowing. Come on, church. One thing's for sure, I'm not bowing. Amen. Your situation wants to come in and intimidate you and tell you to bow down. You rise up and look at that devil right in the eye and say, I'm not bowing. I don't care what happens to me. I trust him. I don't care what the outcome is. I trust him. Even when it doesn't look good, he's good. Even when it doesn't feel good, he's good. Even when it doesn't sound good, he's good. No matter what happens in my life, I will trust in him and I will maintain my own ways. I'm not leaving. I'm not moving. I'm not going back. I'm not bowing. Amen. Come at me how you want to. Do with me what you will. But I'm standing on the rock. I'm standing on the foundation. Amen. And it stands sure. I know that he knows who I am and where I am. And I'm going to trust him. So blow if you want to win. I've already built my house on the rock. Come against me ways if you want to. I've already built my house on the rock. I'm going to withstand everything you have. Because I'm maintaining my ways. Somebody say it with me. The main thing is to maintain. I'm not backing up. I'm not bowing. After the death of his son Absalom, David's in mourning. He's mourning. Matter of fact, he commanded them, don't hurt the lad. Don't hurt my boy. I know he's divided the kingdom. I know he's going crazy, but don't hurt him. Don't hurt my boy. Joab found an opportunity to kill him, and he did. And David's mourning the loss of his son. Joab comes up to him. He sees how David is allowing the death of his son to to depress him and affect him so greatly that it's causing the whole nation. The Bible says every man just fled to his tent. What should have been victory sounded and felt like defeat because the king hid himself and was mourning the loss of his son and Joab comes up to him in 2 Samuel chapter 19 and verse 7. He says boldly, 
Now, Joab is, is, is not just one of his mighty men, but historically you'll find out he married one of David's sisters. So he's, he's not just a mighty man, but he's family. And he comes up to David and says, listen, king, now therefore arise, go forth and speak comfortably unto thy servants. He said, for I swear by the Lord, if you don't go forth, there will not tarry one with thee this night. And that will be worse unto thee than all the evil that befell thee from thy youth until now. He said, David, you've got to maintain yourself. David, this is going to get real bad real quick if you don't maintain yourself. I understand bad days happen. I understand you didn't want your boy killed. I understand it's a rough situation you're facing right now, David, but you better get back up to where you, you belong. You better get back into the position God placed you in. I'm preaching to somebody right now because the enemy likes to intimidate you. I feel the spirit of intimidation likes to rise up on somebody in this place tonight and tries to keep you suppressed and keep you uh, lower than where God wants you to be at. And I understand bad things happen. And Joab says, David, if you don't get back in your place right now, there's going to be worse things happen than you've ever faced in your life. There's something about when God's anointed you to do something and you fail to do it that the enemy comes in and really takes over and causes all kinds of chaos in your life. Uh, amen. Joab says, David, you're meant to set this kingdom and this nation on a course uh, that's going to bring forth the Messiah. You've got destiny. You've got prophecy in you, David. And the longer you sit on the, on the, on the sidelines uh, and sulk and complain and moan and get depressed, uh, the longer the enemy is going to split apart your kingdom. David, I know it wasn't right. I know it hurt you. I know it was wrong. I know you're in a lot of pain right now, David. But you get back in your place and you rise up. You dust yourself off and you get back in the position that God called you to be at. Let me preach to somebody right now. I understand that your trial hurt. I understand that it wasn't right. It wasn't fair. You didn't ask for it. But the Spirit is telling you tonight the main thing is to maintain. I know it didn't, I know it didn't feel good. But David, get back up in your place. Get back up where you belong. Get back up in your position. Get back up in your authority. And the Bible says, then the king arose and he sat in the gate. I said he got back where he's supposed to be at. And they told unto all the people, listen to me, behold the king does sit in the gate. What does the Bible say? And all, everybody say all, the people came before the king. Get back to your seat, David. Preaching to a David here tonight that your situation has put you out of your seat. Your situation has placed you in a position that God never designed for you to be in. Come on, hear the Holy Ghost tonight. Your situation has put you in a position that God never designed you to be in. You're anointed. You've got a promise. You've got authority. You've got power. You've got God on you. You've got a spirit in you. I'm preaching to somebody right now. Get back to your seat. Get back to where God placed you. The people, all the people came back to David once they heard, hey, the king is back where he belongs. If you'll put God back where he belongs in your life, your situation won't look so bad. If you'll put the king back 
where he belongs in your life. Uh, your situation doesn't look so hopeless. Uh, but the longer you keep the king out of the gate, uh, the longer your situation is going to hang over you. But once you put him back in his position and say, oh, no, he belongs in the gate. Uh, he belongs that everything that comes in my life uh, it's got to pass through the king. Everything that comes in my life has to go by the king, and I'm putting him back in his position. Why? Because the main thing is to maintain, even when it doesn't feel right, doesn't look right. I'm not talking about a physical place, but it's a frame of mind. It's a confidence that God sees me, and although it feels like he's slaying me, I'm going to trust him. Yes, I am. But I will maintain my ways. I'm going to stay where God put me at. I've come this far. And I'm not turning back. I'm going to maintain my ways. I'm going to put the king back where he belongs in my life. He sat in the gate. Hope I didn't get too excited as you didn't hear and understand that. He sat in the gate. Everything in your life has to pass through that gate. And if the king's in his position, rightful position, if the king is in the rightful position, everything has to pass by the king. But the longer the king is out of his position in the gate, there's all kinds of things that can come through your life. I'm not saying just because he's in the right place you won't have bad days. You know better than that. Hey, it rains on the just and the unjust. But because it does, I want him at my gate. I want him guarding everything that comes in my life. I want him to see everything that I allow in my home, everything I allow in my mind, everything I allow in my heart. I want the king in the rightful position. Why? What are you doing? I'm maintaining my ways. I know I'm going to trust him. I know I'm going to lean on him. I know his, his word is there for me, Amen. but there's things I got to do, and I got to maintain. I've got to stay the course. I've got to get my foot set. I've got to get my mind set. I've got to get my attention set. I'm making sure the king is in his rightful seat on the gate of my house because I want everything that comes through to be touched by the king. So the main thing to maintain. So the main thing is to maintain. I'm going to keep. That's why the Bible says to keep our hearts with what? All diligence. Guard our mouth. Think on the right thing. What are you doing? I'm maintaining my ways. Because I know if I maintain my ways... Everything else is going to take care of itself. If I seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Somebody say all. How many wants all things added to you? I said, how many wants all things added to you? Well, it happens, Brother How, when we maintain our ways. Amen. It's not hard. It's not difficult. 
Quit letting the devil tell you that, 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 that these other people that are succeeding in, in their walk with God and blessings and miracles somehow got a secret thing going on no, with God. No, it's not hard. Maintain your ways. Keep yourself. Guard yourself. Think on the right things. Go to the right places. Put the king at the gate. Make sure everything passes by the king first. Make sure, God, is there anything in my home, anything in my life that's displeasing to you? If there is, God, convict me. I'll get it out. Why? Because I want to maintain my ways. I want to make sure when I need you in the midnight hour, you're there. I want to make sure when my baby's sick, I can call on you and you don't have to go through all the junk to try to find me. But you've been sitting at my gate. You've been sitting at my gate and you've been watching everything that goes on and you've been watching my ways. Yeah, I know he feels like I'm slaying him right now, but I know he trusts me. He trusts me. How do you know he trusts you? Because he's maintaining my ways. When you maintain your ways, you're showing, you're showing God, I trust you. When you maintain your ways, you're putting faith, you're putting action with your faith, saying, God, I trust you. I'm maintaining my ways. If I can maintain them. I'm going to show God I'm serious about pleasing you. I'm serious about having your favor on my life. Because I'm maintaining what I can maintain. I said I'm maintaining what I can maintain. you got to understand there's things that you can't control. A lot of the troubles we get into is because there are a lot of things we could control. I know that don't sound good or feel good. A lot of situations we find ourselves in is because we lost control of the things that we could help, that we could have controlled, that we could have maintained. Amen. I almost feel bad for the devil sometimes because he gets blamed for everything. I said almost. I don't, but almost. That poor guy gets blamed for everything. And a lot of times the problem is I just didn't maintain my ways. I said a lot of times it's just me not maintaining my ways. But if my ways please the Lord. I said if my ways please the Lord. He said it would even cause my enemies to be at peace with me. I said, if my ways please the Lord, if I maintain my ways, he'll even make my enemies to be at peace with me. Amen. I don't know why I'm blessing you, Bob, but I'm blessing you. I don't know why I'm being good to you. I just feel like being good to you. That's why Jesus said, give and it shall be given to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over. What he said he would do, though, is cause men. I said what he said he would do, he would cause men to give to you. That's not Sister Earlene, the blessings that he gives. He said if you'll, make, if you'll maintain your ways, if you'll do the right thing, I'll cause men to give to you. I'll cause people to help you. I'll cause your enemies to be at peace with you. I don't know about you, but that sounds like a good life for me. That sounds like a good life to me. I want to maintain my ways. So enemies come up and say, I don't know why I'm blessing you, but I'm blessing you. I don't know why I feel this way, but this is the way I feel. I want men to give to me. Why? Because I'm maintaining my ways. 
I hope by the end of this message somebody shouts all over hell. I hope somebody by the end of this message dances all over the devil and says, devil, you're not going to intimidate me anymore. You can shout and tell me to change my course, but I look back over my life and I think things over and I realize when I didn't see him, he was there. When I didn't know where he was at, he was working. When I didn't hear him, he was there. When I didn't feel him, he was there. When I didn't see him, he was there. We'll get one that works. Take that, devil. I said, even when I don't see him, I've been along this path long enough, Brother Thomas, to know he's still working. Come on, somebody. I'm trying to preach faith into somebody that you feel like your world right now is nothing but a desert. It's dry. You don't have an ounce of rain to look at. But God has been faithful to you. God has been there for you all along. Don't throw in the towel now. Don't give up now. Don't surrender now. No, get a hold of this thing and say, I'm maintaining my ways. Why? Because I know, I know, I know if I maintain my ways, weeping may endure for the night, but joy is coming. I said, weeping may endure, but joy is coming. I'm going to maintain my ways because there's a promise. I'm going to maintain my ways because God never gives me a promise that he's not able to keep. So the main thing in my life is to maintain. I don't know how you're going to do it, God, but you'll do it. Abraham staggered not. I've been stuck on Abraham. Y'all probably tired of hearing about Abraham. I'm telling you, there's something about it when a man doesn't stagger. When everything tells him to stagger. I said, there's something about it when a man refuses to stop believing. When, 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 when not only society, but, but the doctors tells him, you got to stop believing. It ain't happening. I hate to bear the, be the bearer of bad news, Abraham, but your wife is dead. Amen. Her womb is dead. Amen. She ain't ever having a baby. Your promise is over. You've already tried to go bypass God's plan. It didn't work out too well. Just give up, Abraham. I'm preaching to somebody tonight. I'm trying to remind you, Abraham did not stagger, and God said, that's righteousness to me. You know what righteousness means? That's right living. If I'll maintain my ways, God says, that's right living. I want to bless you. It's coming. You don't see it now. Matter of fact, they said it'll never happen, but I'm maintaining my ways. I'm maintaining my ways before him, and it will come to pass. I'm telling somebody right now, the Holy Ghost, you hold on a little longer. You hold on a little longer. You trust him a little longer because it may not look like right now, but it will come. It will happen. You can have your miracle. All right, we're passing batons. The only problem is I'm the only runner and I'm fat. <laughs> Don't laugh. Paul let us know that although I don't know what awaits me tomorrow, I'm not moving. I said, Paul let us know that although I don't know what tomorrow is going to hold for me, I'm not moving. Acts 20 and 22, and now behold, I go bound. He said, I go bound. Everybody say bound. In the spirit unto Jerusalem, not knowing 
not knowing the things that shall befall me there. I'm going bound. Well, it's one thing when you can see through the prophetic, you know what's fixing to happen. You feel God moving. You know God's fixing to do something. But it's another thing when you're bound in the spirit and you can't feel anything. And you feel like your prayers are just bouncing off the ceiling. That's what Paul's saying. I'm bound in the spirit. I can't break through. I can't feel him. I can't find him. There's nothing breaking in my life. I don't know what's going to happen there except for this. Except for this. That the Holy Ghost witnesseth in every city saying that bonds and afflictions abide in me. He said, I've got a promise for the house that I, although I don't know what awaits me, that, hey, God's going to be there with me. His Spirit's going to bear witness of me. His Spirit's going before me. His Spirit's going to lead the way. I may not feel him right now. I'm praying and I don't feel him. I'm bound in the Spirit. I can't break through. I can't shout. I can't sing. It's hard to clap, but I'm still coming to the house of God. I'm still running the house. I'm still giving in the altar uh, offering. I'm still at the altar. I'm praying. I'm doing everything I can. Why? Because I know the main thing is to maintain and it doesn't look like it's good right now but I know, I know, I know it's going to turn it's going to change it's going to be different I don't know what's going to wait me there but I know one thing verse 24 none of these things move me said, none of these things move me. I don't see what God's doing through this, he said. I'm bound in the spirit. I don't know what's going on. I said, I'm bound in the spirit. I don't know what's going on. I don't understand things. It don't make sense to me. He's the greatest apostle. The greatest apostle in this book. And he's saying, I'm bound. In the spirit. That gives hope for me when I feel like my prayers aren't touching heaven. I said if Paul feels like he's bound in the spirit, it's okay sometimes for you to feel bound in the spirit. You know what it's doing? God's just testing you to see if you want to maintain your way. Because we like it when we have Holy Ghost Church and we're running and dancing and shouting. But God wants to know, hey, how are you going to do it when you're bound? How are you going to praise me when you're bound? How are you going to praise me when you bury them? How are you going to praise me when your bank account's empty? How are you going to praise me? Come on, somebody. How are you going to praise me when the doctor says this? How are you going to praise me? I'm bound in the Spirit. Nevertheless, I don't care. None of these things move me. I know he's able. I said he's able to keep me. He's able to keep me. I'm not afraid. I'm not worried. I'm not perplexed. None of these things move me. None of these things change me. Neither do I count my life dear to myself. But I might finish the course. I've got to maintain it because I'm on a path. I've got to maintain it because I've got a destiny. I've got to maintain it because I've got a promise. I'm not moving that I might finish my course. Oh, somebody hear me. I said, I'm not moving so that I might finish my course. How are you going to finish your course, Paul? You're bound in the Spirit. He said, I know the witness of the Holy Ghost is already there. And bonds and afflictions, they abide in me. But I'm not moved. And my life doesn't mean anything to me. Because i got a purpose. 
And I've got a full a course to finish. I've got a race to finish. He said, but I'm going to finish it with joy. I said, I'm going to finish it with joy. Can I preach some, a little bit more to somebody right now? Part of your maintaining is getting your joy back. That's why I said I hope by the end of this you shout and dance and laugh all over this place. Because if you don't have any joy, the Bible says you don't have any strength. For the joy of the Lord is what? Your strength. And with joy shall you draw out of the wells of salvation. You can't feel saved. You can't think you're saved. You can't act like you're saved. You can't have that mentality. You can't have that spirituality if you have no joy to draw it out of. So I'm telling somebody right now, the joy is just more than a leap. But the Bible says to leap for it. But what you do is you get some strength that when you're low, when you don't understand how you're going to make it, with joy you can reach down to that well of salvation and say, I don't know how he's going to do it, but I believe he's going to do it. What are you doing? I'm maintaining my ways. How are you smiling? There's nothing to smile about. I'm just maintaining my ways. Why are you dancing? There's nothing to dance about. I'm just maintaining my ways. I'm just trusting him. Why are you giving? You don't have an ounce of money to give because I'm maintaining my ways. Amen. Whether I have little, whether I have much, he still deserves my best, and I'm going to praise him anyhow. I'm going to maintain my ways anyhow. Why? Because in doing Doing that, I get freedom. In doing that, I get my joy. In doing that, I get my shout back. Somebody say it with me. The main thing is to maintain. I'm not moving. I'm not leaving. I'm not going away. I know. I'm just getting started. I said, I'm just getting started, devil. I just came to shout a little bit more tonight. I came to praise him a little harder tonight. Why? Because I'm maintaining. Come on, somebody shout right now. Somebody praise God right now. Somebody get your joy back. I've got a course to finish, even when it's rough, even when I can't see what tomorrow has in store, even when the odds are against me, when I can't see it, when I can't feel it, when I can't hear it, I'm not moving. Jacob said, I'm not letting go until you bless me. I'm preaching to somebody that's had some hard hills, hills to climb, some valleys to walk through, some deserts that were oh so dry. I'm here to tell you tonight the main thing is to maintain. Job says, I refuse. I refuse. Wife comes running in and says, Why don't you look at him? Look at you, Job. Your kids are dead. Your possessions are gone. You got boils all over your body. Men, young men used to bow when they came around you. You're the richest and wisest man in the East. Job, look at you now. You got boils on, you got ash and sackcloth. You're pathetic, Job. Why don't you just go ahead and curse God and die? He said, oh, no. If anybody had a reason to say, I give up, it's too hard. I'm tired of fighting. 
tired of trying to be positive. Tired of trying to get through this. Just cursed God and died, Job. Something happened in him. The name something happened. He goes, woman, you talk like a foolish woman. Don't you remember when we didn't have anything? Don't you remember when we didn't know how we are going to make it, but God stepped in? I may not have anything now. I came into this world with nothing. And it appears I'm going out the same way. But I'm going to bless him. I will bless the Lord. What are you doing, Job? I'm maintaining my ways. I'm keeping the path. I'm staying the course. I'm finishing my faith. I'm finishing this race. I'm not letting go, God. You've been too good to me, Jesus. Come on, I hope I preach to somebody right now. I hope I'm reminding you. I don't know what you're facing. I don't know what you're going through. I don't know what you've been talking about. I don't know what the thoughts that you've entertained in your head. But I'm here to tell you right now, maintain it. Maintain your course. It may not look good right now, but I promise you, it's coming around. It may not feel good right now, but I promise you, God's a God of seasons. And seasons change. Come on, somebody. I'm preaching to somebody right now. You pull yourself up by the bootstraps. You dust yourself off. You rise up and say, I don't know how he's going to do it, but I'm going to maintain my ways. I'm not letting go. I'm preaching to somebody. Come on. The main thing is to stay, is to maintain. The main thing is to maintain no matter what it looks like, no matter what I'm going through. I'm not letting go. I'm not moving. I'm not leaving you, Jesus. You've been too good to me. I want you to stand with me tonight. Stay the course. I said, stay the course. Quit looking for, quit looking for the exit ramp. Quit looking for a pit stop. Quit looking for God to just, and he can do it. I'm not saying he can't. But I'm telling you, there's a lot of times that the reason why Job got through it is because he purposed, I'm going to maintain I don't know how long this is going to last. I wish I could tell you how long your storm's going to last, but I don't I don't know. But I do know this. I do know this. If you'll purpose in your heart, I'm not moving. I don't know what awaits me tomorrow, Paul said, but I don't feel any movement in me. It may look real bad out there, but I'm setting my course. No, Storm, you don't move. Or I'm not going to move, Storm, you move. I don't care if you're the battleship, I don't care if you're the captain. I don't care how hard your winds are blowing. I don't care what I'm up against. I don't care if I'm all by myself. 
I'm not moving. I pray in the Holy Ghost tonight as you lift up your hands, God would deposit in you a resolve. It may be rough right now. You may not see change. It may not make sense. It may not make sense, Noah, to keep building. I'm preaching to a daddy here tonight. It may not make sense, Noah, to keep on building, to prepare for something you've never seen. But stay the course. They're going to mock you, Noah. They're going to ridicule you. They're going to laugh at you. They're going to call you the crazy man. They're going to call you the nut that builds a boat, builds an ark. They're going to call you crazy, Jazz. But maintain your ways. They're going to wonder why you changed, Balin. Maintain your ways. They're going to wonder why you're doing this when the whole world is against you. But Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. The world's not going to understand why you're standing, but I'm telling somebody right now, keep standing. The world's not going to understand what you're building. But I'm here to tell somebody, keep building. They're going to call you crazy when you're gathering all the seed, all the food. They're going to start to wonder when they see all these animals start coming in two by two. They're going to call you crazy when you built a door so big you couldn't, you and your sons, couldn't close it. Good planning, Noah. You built a door so big you can't even close it. But I promise you, if you'll maintain your ways, God will reach down and he'll close what the world says can't be closed. And there'll be a day when he opens it Brother Anthony, that nobody can open. If you'll maintain your ways right now, I want you to lift up your hands. If you'll purpose right now, I'm building. If you'll purpose right now, I'm maintaining in this season. Sister Earlene, you maintain those prayers. Even when it looks like nobody's listening. Even when it looks like nobody's turning. I'm going to maintain my ways. Job, I don't understand what you're doing. What, what you're going, what, you, what, you, what are you doing to me, God? I don't understand, dog. 
I'm preaching, and I'm preaching against every bit of confusion that's come against your mind. Come on, let's be sensitive right now. The devil's trying to tell you you're going through it. The devil's trying to tell you, lie to you. Come on, I speak against the spirit. It's lying against you, lying to you. That's mocking you. I feel in the Holy Ghost. I feel, I feel a devil that's been whispering to your head, lying to you, twisting things in your mind, confusing you. Let me settle it right here. God is not the author of confusion. So when he comes in, Isaiah says, when the enemy comes in like a flood, come on, I want you to pray. The Spirit of the Lord will raise up a standard against him. It's a standard. It's a banner. It's a flag. It's a sign. I said the standard is a banner. It's a flag. It's a sign. When the enemy comes in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord lifts up a banner, a sign. A flag says we're not moving. I want you to pray right now in the Holy Ghost. I bind every spirit that's come against you, young lady. I bind every spirit that's come against you, young man. I bind every spirit that's come against you, mom and dad. Everything that's telling you to just give up, stop praying for them, stop looking for anything to change, stop stop believing. Stop. I, I bind it right now. I need this church to pray in the Holy Ghost right now because change is going to fall. There's going to be freedom and joy. There's going to be liberty in this place tonight. Amen. The devil's tried to frustrate your purpose, but Nehemiah's came to tell you. The spirit of Nehemiah's in this place to tell you, you keep on building. You keep building the wall. You keep building the wall. Our God's going to fight for us. We don't have to fight against it. We don't have to fight against it. We don't have to fight against it. We just build. We go and maintain what God told us to do. And our Lord, our God will fight for us. Come on, I want to hear you cry out to him right now. Come on, I want you to cry out right now. I said the main thing is to maintain. I'm not letting go. Oh, I pray a boldness will get a hold of a mama right now. I pray a boldness will get a hold of a wife that your husband hasn't moved one inch and you've been praying for him for years. I hope a boldness, I pray a boldness will come upon you, wife, that you say, devil, I'm not moving. I'm not moving off the promise. I'm not moving off the promise that he's going to be saved.